You're listening to a Sun Life podcast. We pray that you be blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more information, visit sunlife.org.au. Enjoy the sermon. What a joy to just reflect on uh, the amazing uh, couple of days at, at camp. Uh, um, this is our first church camp. Uh, 10 years of leading this church here and it's one of, I guess one of my joys as a pastor is just to let the young people uh, spearhead this camp you know Dexter and your team you guys planned this camp you guys met up and I just sat back and just prayed that we're all alive and we're all alive so it's worked out really really good and and my joy is always to see young people step up so Dexter well done keep up the good work give him a round of applause you know um and on that topic of, of young people, um, uh, one, one of the things that I really felt the Lord has been uh, speaking to me is, is to raise the next uh, a generation of leaders coming through Sun Life Church. Um, I, I know that I won't be around forever, and I'm, I'm already thinking about where God will take me in the next season. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm really believing there's a need to raise up new leaders in the church, new pastors and, and elders of the churches. So we're going to develop a, uh, a Sun Life Development I- Internship at our church commencing uh, term four of this year here. I, I want to say this, if you can give up one day, okay, one day a week and half a day uh, on, on the weekend, and if you feel there's a calling in your life to see what pastoral ministry is all about, then I want to talk to you. And I'm not just saying for young people, I'm just saying for anyone, any season of life, you may be... Um, a mother looking after a, a child and you've got that time or you may be a retiree, you may be someone studying, but you want to really go, do I have that, 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 that the prompting in my heart? Is, is the Holy Spirit telling me that this is where He wants me to, to go? Then I, I want to I talk to you because I really believe that this uh, Sun Life Leadership uh, Development uh, Program Internship will help you explore whether that's a calling for you. Uh, many years ago, someone said to me, hey, Ben, um, I, I think you've got a gift uh, in communication. You should try this. And if that person never spoke those words of faith into my heart, and I've never tried that, I would never be here today. So I'm just saying, if that is you, um, I would love to talk to you and, and, and maybe explore what that may look like. Amen? Amen. Um, what a great camp. We've had some phenomenal speakers, yeah? Tim Healy, remember, on Friday night, reminding us that uh, the Spirit of God drives out fear, yeah? That we can be bold and, and brave to tackle whatever life throws at us. Amazing communicator. One of the best communicators going around town. I, I tell Tim all the time, you are like world standard, brother. And then with Pastor Benny, like, how great is Pastor Benny? Remember that, that first session on, on Saturday, he was saying how uh, uh, this is the church that the Spirit of God birthed. You know, that church that loves the Word of God, that church that is always generous and sharing. Like Pastor Benny, he's a teacher of all teachers, amen? And last night, Pastor Benny talking about what a spiritual life that is led by him looks like, turning away from the body and towards the Spirit. I mean, what a great teacher. So much content that he had the whiteboard happening and he was drawing circles. And it was so deep, but it was so good, yeah? And now you've got me. You know, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to match these world-class speakers, right? So you've got to be praying for me. Not only you've got me now, but you've got me with only three hours of sleep, all right? And I know there'll be a lot of amening this morning, but I'm not quite sure whether they're real amens or just like, I'm just not quite sure what's going on, Pastor. You know, my eyes are so heavy right now. But I already believe and pray that God will speak to you through me this morning as we look into the Word of God 
And, and so this morning here, what I want to do is I want to take us on how do we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit? How do we feel Him, right? Like, can we really feel the Spirit? And I, I, I was in a season of life where I had people who said to me, don't go down that path, Ben. Don't go down that path because the Christian walk is not about feelings. It's about faith. So you don't bank all your experience on feeling. But I really believe that we can feel God's Spirit. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. There's a story that goes a bit like this. There was a Christian singer, phenomenal Christian singer. She's about to record one of her worship albums. And after hiring a studio and an extensive setup session, getting the sound checked, having everyone ready to go, she began to sing her first song. They start recording, the sound technician press record, but just within five seconds of the first song, she said, stop it, it's no use, turn off everything, he's not here. And the, the sound technician through the, uh, the studio mic said, uh, uh, who's not here? Him, she said. The Holy Spirit, He's not here. His presence is missing. I can't feel Him. Right. So then she called all her friends and they began to lay hands on all their musical instruments. Got a bit of oil, dabbed some oil and began to lay hands. They did what they had to do and then they began to, to record the set again. Within 30 seconds, she said, no, nah, stop it. It's no use. He's not here. Let's pray again. So, 50 minutes of just walking up and down, chanting, shouting, anointing this, muttering, praying in tongues. Again, they started to record. Again, she stopped. Now, by this time, the sound technician is quite annoyed. He's annoyed because all the musical instruments are all greased up with oil. <laughs> it's like he's not in a good place, right? She begins to record the fourth time. And the sound technician, the audio technician, realized that he hasn't turned on the reverb function. He bends over, turns on the reverb, and she began to lift up her head. Hallelujah! He is here! The Spirit is here! Now, obviously, the sound technician did not have the heart <laughs> to say, mm, no, it was a reverb sound, right? You see, sometimes the Christian walk is a bit like that, right? Like we, 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 we feel that that's how we need to experience God. But, but I really believe we can. You know, I, I, I have been in a, sitting, a setting where I was told that, you know, as, as, as a pastor, you should never teach your people that you should feel the Holy Spirit. But I, I really disagree. You know, I, I've had people who said to me, Ben, why, why do you actually even have like lights and the haze and the smoke machine and why do you even like have people playing soft music during the altar call? And are you manipulating people's emotion? And, and are you trying to get them to feel something that's not really there? And, and the Christian walk is not about feeling. It's, it's about faith in what God has done. But I, I really disagree with that. In my journey with, with my walk with the Lord, um, I really believe that you can feel the Holy Spirit. I, I really believe that we, we are called to enjoy His presence, that we are to encounter Him and feel Him. Yeah, and I, I, let me give you some reasons why I believe that's so. Like, if you've been tracking through our series on the Holy Spirit, we know that the Spirit of God is a person. He's personal. We also know the Spirit of God is divine. He's God. 
Now, if you remember the very beginning of the year, I said to you that the Hebrew word for the Spirit is the word what? Ruach. Is that right? And the, the Greek word for the Holy Spirit is what? Pneuma. Right? And those two words is better translated as what? Wind. Is that right? Or air. Or, 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 or breath. Is that right? Now, correct me, I'm wrong. You can't see wind. You can't see air. But you can feel wind. And you can feel air. I just recently I walked outside my house and to, to get the clothes in. I could feel the wind gushing at me. I can't see it. I used to be a science teacher. I know I can't see air. I can't see wind, but I know I can definitely feel wind. I know the effects of wind. I know when wind is hitting against me. And I really believe that that's the same with the Spirit of God. That we can't see the Spirit of God, but we should be able to feel the Spirit of God. And I want to explore what that looks like. I want to give us four practical handles on how we can actually feel the Spirit of God. If you have your Bible, go with me to John 14, 15 to 17. Let me read the Word of God. It says, if you love me, keep my command. This is Jesus speaking. Here's the context, remember. Jesus knows within 24 hours, he's going to be arrested. He's going to be crucified. He's going to die on the cross. So he says to the disciples, if you love me, then keep my commands. Do this. Do all the things I've, I've told you. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, another helper, another counselor, depending on your translation. Right, to help you and be with you, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot see Him because they neither see Him, uh, uh, because the world cannot accept Him, because they neither see Him nor know Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you, and He will be in you. You, you notice that, right? The the world can't see Him, therefore the world won't believe in Him. But we can't see Him. We can't see Him. But why would we believe in Him? Because the Bible says He lives in us. And if He's personal, if He's divine, then I should be able to relate to Him. I should be able to feel Him and experience Him. If I can't feel Him, if I can't experience Him, then do I really know Him? Just, 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 I was playing basketball with Min Lam yesterday and I took this wonderful shot. I, I stepped back behind the three-point line and I Got it in, we won the game, and I had Julie filming me, apparently, but she didn't press record. She didn't actually save it. <laughs> and I went to tell Min's best friend, Louie, and Louie wanted to see the footage and wanted to see the evidence, and Min was saying, it's not there. <laughs> so Min Lem was saying, you know, well, yeah, I didn't take place, because if I ain't seeing it, it ain't believing it, right? right? See, we live in a culture where it's like that, right? If you don't see it, you're not going to believe it. We don't see the Holy Spirit. Why would we believe that He's working in us and He's real? Because the Bible says that He must be in us. The Bible says right here, He lives in you and He's with you. Therefore, if He is personal, if He is divine, then surely He's relatable. And you've got to be able to feel Him. And if you're not feeling Him, I'm not saying that He's not there. He's there. But I'm saying, what must you do so that you would feel Him? I mean, it's going to be a shame living a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered life and you're not feeling Him. Then what should we ought to do so that we experience Him and feel Him in a fresh way? Is that okay? And so what I want to do this, this morning right here is I, I want to give you four ways in which we can feel the Holy Spirit. But I want to put a disclaimer out there and say this, is that 
Do uh, you know that this church here is a Bible preaching church? Yeah? Like, you know this church here, we're not going to be a church where it's all about feelings and feeling the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I feel the Holy Spirit told me to do kids' church, and deep down, I don't even like kids, you know, but I feel that God wants me to do this. You know, I'm hearing my favorite song on Sunday morning, and I feel that I should sing, you know. I feel that God tells me to go down that path in my career. We don't want to be a church like that, because we want to be a church that's word and spirit. Does that make sense? Because the Christian walk cannot be purely about feelings. No, there has to be the Word of God. It has to be governed by the Word of God. So I'm going to give you four ways in which we can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And at the very end, I'll give you some, just some, some, some tips to hold it loosely. Is that all right? So let me pray and then you can take some notes. Father God, I pray now would you help me as I look into your Word and as I teach your Word. I do pray, God, there is authority in what I say and that you would speak to us and that we'll know how to feel you and experience you in the second half this year and for the rest of our days. And would you help me this time? In Jesus' name, amen. Are you ready? If you're taking notes, here's the first thing you should do. Um, in our service with others, other Christians, there, there's something spiritual where God's children comes together and do things together. Like when we meet together, and we pray together, we serve together, we worship together, we do things together, the chance of us feeling the presence of God's Spirit is a lot better than by ourselves. You know, the, the, the beautiful thing about the Christian walk is that God has gifted us with spiritual gifts. So when we come together and we begin to use our gifts to serve one another, it may be you have the gift of teaching. And in your small group, God's going to use you to teach that to that small group of yours as they begin to listen to you, begin to teach. Well, I guarantee you, you're going to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. It, it may be hospitality that you just love to open up your homes and get people to come over. There's something about that. When you begin to serve people in that realm of your gift, you begin to experience and feel the presence of God. I know there's some of you here, you're out there on a Monday uh, afternoon, right? You're, you're feeding to the poor. I guarantee you that when you come together on that Monday night, serving, you know, praying together, doing things together, you sense the Spirit of God greatly. The creative team, when you guys come together and you rehearse and you might hit a bit of a roadblock, but you're praying into it and you're loving each other and you're encouraging each other, there is something in that moment where people of God coming together, doing things together, you feel the presence of God's Spirit. You just do. You can either do something solo or you can do it with people. And I'm not saying that you do it solo, you can't feel God. I'm not saying that. God is God. He can encounter you by yourself in your closet. But I do know is that when you do things with other people, get involved with other people, you feel the presence of God much greater. There is a moment in the book of Acts, um, Acts 13. If you know Acts 13, verse 1, we have people from different walks, different race, coming together, fasting, praying, Look what happens from verse 2 onwards. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. God's Spirit spoke. And, and this is Luke. Luke, he's, he's, a, he's a historian. 
He writes it down. The Word of God set Barnabas and Saul, who we know is Paul, set them apart. I have called them, released them. Verse 3, so after they had fast and prayed, they placed their hands on Saul and Barnabas and sent them off. And you know, you read through, you know, chapters 13 onwards, that was the start of the missionary trips. Paul would go and, and plant. But what we notice here is they, they came together. They worshiped together. They, they, they fast together. All right? And I really believe that's how we really feel the presence of God. We begin to come together and do things together. Whatever gifts that God has given to you, bring it to the table. Serve one another. You know, don't be solo. Don't be one of those Christians where you're just serving by yourself. You're praying by yourself. You're doing things by yourself. Don't be one of those Christians. You will still feel the presence of God. But when you come with other Christians and you meet together and you're praying together, you're fasting together, you're gathering over the Word of God together, you're serving together, you're contributing together, you will feel the presence of God much greater. And that's what I want to encourage you. I know for some of you, you may say, I can't feel the presence of God. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know. I'll tell you right now, it's going to be something that's very unique to every single one of us. It may be a sense of peace in your heart. There's a joy in service. There might be a warm sensation. You may hear a voice. You might just go, well, this is what God wants me to do. As you begin to have those feelings, serve them together. Why don't you share those moments? Hey, I'm feeling this. Are you feeling that as well? Maybe that person might say, yeah, I feel the same thing. And that confirms what God is doing and saying. It may be different, but you know that God is doing something there. So if you are someone where you are saying, well, Pastor, I can't remember the last time I felt or heard or experienced the, the presence of God's Spirit, ask yourself the question, are you doing things with other Christians? Are you meeting together with other Christians? Are you in a small group where you're praying together? Do you have someone keeping you accountable with the Word of God? Are you serving with other people? Or have you been a lone ranger doing things by yourself? Maybe it's time for you to do something with other people. You come together and you begin to serve and you feel this joy, this peace, this warmth. That's God speaking to you. Amen? Second thing, in our everyday situation. Now, we need to understand that if God is personal, Holy Spirit is with us and in us, and He cannot leave us, then surely it's, it doesn't have to be one of those blinding light Damascus Road experience, super spiritual. No, it should be every day. Every normal day situation. We have to be able to expect and just believe that God's going to speak to us on a regular basis. You know, you know, in Paul's writing, if you read Paul's writing, there's many times where the Apostle Paul would want to go somewhere, do something, and Holy Spirit says, don't. That's Paul. There was a time, if you remember, Paul is in Ephesus, and he wants to go to Corinth to see his friends in Corinth. But he says, no, I'm not going because God says, don't go. You know, in Acts, there's a moment where Paul was going towards the border of Mysia and he's about to enter the Bithynia. And if you remember in Acts 16, as he gets to the border, doing what God wanted him to do, right, which is to reach people and plant churches, Spirit says, don't go. He goes through Troas. Everyday situation. Nehemiah, remember Nehemiah? He's just praying to God one morning and then there's this burden in his heart. You're to go and rebuild the Jerusalem wall. 
every normal situation, expect that God will encounter you. It doesn't have to be that big, grand, super spiritual, I've got to have the right lighting, got the right Holy Spirit pads. No! Every normal day situation, expect that. And as you begin to learn to, to hear from God and feel God and encounter God, you begin to be very sensitive to what God is doing. There's going to be moments where God's going to, you know, tell us to go there and not go there. You know that. Moments where God says, do that and not do that. You just feel it. You know it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just recently, my family and I, we were eating um, uh, down in Leaderville. Leaderville. Um, we finished our meal. We're heading towards our car. And on Oxford Street, I noticed one of the homeless people, uh, one of the homeless guys sitting down. And I know him. I, I move over and I say, hey, Jeff, how are you going, buddy? And I had my mask on. And, and Jeff would recognize my eyes. My big eyes, right? He's like, oh, Ben, you know? And we started talking. I said to Jeff, hey, Jeff, how are you going? You know, how can I help you? What, what can I do? You know, can I get you something to eat? Can I get you a warm coffee, a warm drink? And Jeff goes to me, it's cold. I, I need a jacket. And at that point in time, just an ordinary situation, nothing super spiritual, just me walking back to my car. Spirit God says, give him one of your jackets. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I hope I've got an old jacket in the car. I hope I've got one of those jackets that someone gave at church that happened to be in a car. I hope it happened to have Jordan's jacket in the car. I'll give him Jordan's jacket. You know what I mean? I walked to my car and there was no old jacket. There was no Jordan's jacket. There was a nice puffer jacket. One of my nice ones I like to wear. And God says, give it to him. And it was so hard. And I'm like, I don't want to give it to him. I like this jacket. But you know when the Spirit of God says, do it. So we did it. We did it. I think my boys thought I was crazy. But I said, I use that as a teaching moment for Oliver and Cameron. It says, when God speaks, we do it. Ordinary situation. And you need to understand, you know, that if God is personal and He's relational, He should be experiential. That you should experience Him every day. So what is he saying to you as you drive home, you know? Is he telling you to pray for someone? Or maybe you're on the bus and God says, go and share the gospel to that person. It doesn't have to be every time at church that God speaks to you. It doesn't have to be you're in a, you know, at a, at a worship session, at a big conference and God will speak. No, no, he speaks to you in your everyday situation. Learn to be sensitive. Learn to be open. Expect that he will speak to you. And when he does, go for it. Amen? And you begin to go, yeah, I know that's the voice of the Spirit. I know what He's telling me to. I feel Him. And the more you do that, the more you become very sensitive to what He's saying to you. Amen? Okay, just a show of hands. Who can relate to that where you just go, yeah, I know that that's what He wanted me to do. Hands up, anyone? Yeah, you don't know. You know what I'm talking I'm preaching the choir. You know what I'm talking about, right? Number three here, right? It's in our time with the Word. This is very important. Did you know who's the, uh, the author of the Bible? Yeah, be specific, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. Through the Holy Spirit, we know, you, you, you may know that some 40 authors, right? 40 writers ranging from what? A fisherman to uh, tax collector to kings to prophets uh, to historians to do a doctor, you know, priests. 
40 or so authors writing the Word of God over a span of probably 15, 1600 years, all inspired by the Spirit of God. He is the author of Scripture. If you want to feel His presence, if you really want to enjoy Him and hear from Him, let Him affirm you, you need to be in His Word. His Word. You know, the, the primary vehicle in which we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit is through His Word. That's the primary vehicle. It is not your favorite worship song. It is not under a tree. It's not hearing your pastor preach. I mean, you will hear God, but the primary, the primary vehicle, apart from the Son Himself, that's Jesus Christ, who's not here with us, is through the Word of God. And so when we spend time in the Word of God, He speaks to us. There has to be a discipline and a desire to really be in the Word of God. If someone came to you or me and said, you know what, I hear from God, I feel God, I really enjoy the presence of God, and they don't read the Word of God, they're not in the Word of God, I'll be very mindful of what they say. Now, even young people right here, can I just say this? Like, you know, one of the, uh, one of the phrases that we hear people say a lot is like, you know, uh, you know, God said so. God told me to tell you this. If you're not in the Word of God, and you feel that God has told you to say something to someone, and you're not reading the Word of God, there's no discipline, and there's no desire to be in the Word of God, be careful, because that might be you. That could be your emotion and your feelings. So be careful, right? But if you're in the Word of God, and you're reading, and there's a discipline, I really believe, I really believe that God speaks to you. There's something I'm, I've been teaching the staff at church, and I want to show it to you. It's, it's, it's coma. Coma is not, you know, you're a sick or whatever. It's just an acronym to how we hear God. Are you ready for it? Uh, I've, I've got it on the, uh, on the board here, right? So as you open up the Word of God, right? Open up the Word of God. Ask us the context. The context. What's, what's going on? Like, you know, what is the passage saying? Don't just take one verse and go, yeah, I know what God is saying. Read. Read a few verses up, a few verses down. Read that whole passage. Read that chapter if you can. Understand the context. The amount of time I hear people misquote verses of the Bible, even at Sun Life Church. <laughs> it's a lot because we, we hear people say something and we go, that sounds nice and I kind of like that, so I'll remember that verse, but that verse is out of context. Okay, we've got to understand the context. Read it. All right? don't, don't just read the Word of God and uh, jump to the application. I know what God is telling me. No, 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 no. There has to be a discipline. You've got to read it slowly. Get the context. Observation. What's coming out to life? Like if you really believe that the primary vehicle in which God speaks to us is His Word, as you read His Word, what's coming out at you? What's the Spirit of God telling you? What is it? What words? What phrase? What verses? What's coming at you? Because what's coming at me will be different to my wife and the person next to me. But what is God telling me? That's my observation. And then my M is, is meaningful. What's, what's actually going on? What's the meaning of, of, of that verse? What's the meaning of that word? What's the meaning of that phrase? Figure that out. Speak to someone. And then the last one is application, which is simply, what is God telling me to do now? And that's when He speaks to you. When God says to you, through His word, 
don't go there because it doesn't bring glory to me. Then you don't go there. When the Word of God says, don't be afraid because my presence is with you. I've got this. You can do that. That's Him speaking to you. Oh, that's an idol right there. Do you know that's an idol? Because you're thinking about that all the time. When your mind drifts, it goes towards there, not me. That's an idol. Smash, crush that idol. God speaks to us through His Word, but there has to be a, a discipline to be in the Word of God, reading it slowly, asking about the context, what's coming to life, what's the meaning, and then applying it. That's how we feel. That's how we hear the Spirit of God. The problem with us today is that we live in a world where we want things all done for us. You know? I don't want to read the Bible. I want to hear the Bible. I don't want to do the research. I want someone else to do the research for me and tell me the answer. It's called laziness. It's lazy culture. We want things done instantly. Instantly. Me go around two minutes. Not fast enough. Should be one minute. No. That's the, the culture we're in. But the Word of God here is is for us to be read and there has to be a, a discipline to be in the Word of God daily, to read it slowly, systematically and let God speak to us through His Spirit. Amen? But there has to be a desire as well. You see, the desire in God's Word is not so that we know more about the Bible and quote verses and be better than someone else and build this head knowledge, but the desire in Scripture is so that we hear God and experience God and feel God. You've got to get those two, discipline and desire. The discipline to read, the desire to hear and feel Him. And when you do that, I, I, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to hear Him and feel Him and experience Him in a greater way. Could that be the reason why some of us were not feeling the presence of the Spirit? There's no discipline. <laughs> There's no desire in His Word. Because we just pick up the Bible every now and then, is God reminding you that if you want to feel Him and enjoy Him and experience Him, it starts with the primary vehicle is His Word. Amen? Here's the last one here, is that in our darkest season, you know, sometimes in life, you know, you are going to really struggle for Christ. And I'm talking about darkest season as you suffer and you're faithful towards Christ. Not sinfulness against Christ. Do you understand that? You're going to have dark seasons because it's your sin. You've got to sort that out, right? Ask God to help you. But there are moments in life where you are in a dark season because you're being faithful to Christ. You know what I'm talking about? Like you might be in a family where you're the only Christian and you want to share the, the gospel to your brother, your sister, your parents, and you know it's so hard but you are struggling, it's such a dark season, but you remain faithful in sharing and living that out. Do you know what I mean? Or you may be in a workplace where the boss always looked down at you because every time you, you know, open up your lunchbox, you want to give thanks to God and, and pray to God, you know, and they look at you and they mock you and, and you're suffering for Christ. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know that you have some good friends who, who every time you, you tell them that you go to church or you're at a church camp or you're at a prayer meeting or you're serving here and serving there, they kind of think you're weird because they can't see the God that you know. You suffer 
Or maybe you're serving in church and you find it so tough. You're not going to give up because you're faithful, but you know it's so tough because you're working with people and we're all broken people and you suffer for Christ. You know, I really believe that in those darkest seasons, you're going to feel the presence of God. I really believe so. I'll show it to you. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He says, he said to me, so this is Paul quoting Jesus, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So, so Paul says, you know, when I am weak, when I'm planting churches, when I'm sharing the gospel, and they're, you know, kicking me out of cities, and I'm getting beaten up, and I'm very weak, it's okay. God's power is in me. It's in me. So he says, therefore, I'm going to boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. I welcome weaknesses. I welcome suffering. It's okay because I know that the power of Christ, the presence of the Spirit of God rests upon me. I, I wonder whether we welcome suffering. I wonder if we welcome pain or we run away from pain because it's just too difficult. Oh, I just can't share the gospel message there because it's just too difficult. They're not going to listen to me. I've already made up my mind. What's the point? Uh, he's not an elect. What's the point? I'll run away from pain. I, I don't want to serve in that ministry because I, I don't like serving because I served in the previous context and it was so hard. I had to give up my weekend and my night, so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to run away from my pain. I wonder if we welcome and embrace suffering and hardship. That's when he speaks to us. C.S. Lewis, he says this, Pain insists upon being attended to. He, God, he whispers us in our pleasures, which means he speaks to us. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. You want to hear God louder? You want to hear God shout? You want to feel the presence of God? Could it be in your pain? It could it be some of the reasons why we are not feeling the presence of God's Spirit is because we're not welcoming pain. We're running away from hardship. We're running away from doing what God wants us to do because we go, you know, I want to take the easier path. But the Word of God says, hey, welcome it. Embrace it. Welcome pain. Bring it on. Because His power, His presence will rest upon you. You'll feel Him more. So if you are in a season of darkness right now and you find that it's so tough and you want to give up, you're prime. You're in the prime season to feel the presence of God's Spirit. I really believe that. And if you are not feeling the presence of God's Spirit, ask yourself the question, are you suffering for Christ? Ask yourself the question, are you just taking it easy? The Christian walk has been rosy. It's not that hard. Because I'm not really doing anything. There's no sacrifice. There's no hardship. It's pretty easy. Could that be the reason why you haven't felt the Spirit of God lately? Embrace, embrace suffering. Embrace pain. Those darkest seasons is when the Spirit of God will speak to you and you will feel Him in a tangible way. Now, let me just finish up by saying this. We need to hold everything what I've shared loosely 
Okay. What I mean by that is this. There has to be a wisdom in us when we begin to hear or feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. There has to be a wisdom. Because we don't want to be Christians where it's like, well, the Spirit of God says this, and I'm going to do that. And God told me to say this, I will say to you. There has to be wisdom. Wisdom means that we have to always go back to the Word of God. If you're someone who, you're not in the Word of God, right? And God keeps speaking to you apparently, but you're not in the Word of God, exercise wisdom. Do you want to understand what I mean? Right? right? Speak to someone else. All right? Speak to a pastor. Speak to an elder. Have someone else confirm it with you. Don't be one of those Christians where thus says the Lord and whatever you hear goes and it's not from God, it's from you. Or you want God to say that so you just assume that and you keep saying that and yeah, I heard it, it's God. Please, I ask yourself the question, is it governed by Scripture? Am I in the Word of God? I promise you, if the Word of God is the primary vehicle in which God speaks to us, if you're in the Word of God, if there's a desire, if there's a discipline, God will speak to you. You will experience His presence. You will feel Him and you know that He lives in you and He's with you. The world cannot see Him, but you know that He's in you because you feel Him. Just like wind that we cannot see, but we can feel, the Spirit of God is the same. You can feel Him. And if you have not felt the Spirit of God lately, Ask yourself those questions. Am I, am I someone doing work with others? Am I gathering with other brothers and sisters? If not, God is speaking to you. This is the time to start doing that. Am I welcoming the Spirit of God to speak to me in an everyday situation? Or am I expecting Him to speak to me on Sunday with the preaching of the Word of God? No, you should be able to feel Him every day. Am I in the Word of God? Am I reading His Word? Am I loving His Word? Desiring to hear Him through His Word? If you're not, start today. And finally, am I suffering for Christ? Am I doing something that is actually quite difficult? But I'm going to welcome that. Because I know in my darkest season, He speaks to me. His power, His presence will rest upon me. Like Paul, I'm going to boast. I'm going to welcome that. I'm going to say, bring it on. Because I want to feel Him in a new way. My prayer for us is that this halfway mark of 2021, the second half, we're all going to feel God. And don't be, you know, like, oh, that's freaky. I won't share with Him. No, share. Share with people. Learn to be sensitive. Let's be a church, spirit and word. Yeah, in the word of God, but also moved by the spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Can I pray for you? Let me pray for you. Yes, God. Hallelujah. God, thank you so much that... Um, Father, you, you, you gave us your spirit so that we can enjoy, experience you in a personal way. And I pray, God, that every son life here would really enjoy your, your presence, would feel you in a, a special way from this point onwards. 
Lord, we don't want to just know you with our, our heads. We want to experience you in our heart. So, Lord, I'm going to pray that you would do that work in us. What I want to do right now is, is I want to challenge some of us um, to respond to the preaching. If you, if you really felt that, yep, I haven't heard, I haven't felt the presence of God's Spirit for a while. I, I need prayer. And this is the day where I'm going to work on my, you know, my devotion, work on my sensitivity to the everyday situation. You know, I want to get serving and start doing things with other Christians, praying and going to a small group. I want to welcome, you know, hardship and suffering for Christ. If that is you, I'm going to ask you to do something really bold and I want you to just stand up right now. If that is you, because I want to see you, I want to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I want to know who I'm praying for, okay? So that's you, yep, you stand up. That's it, yep. In your own time, you stand up. Good, I'm going to pray for you. Because there's nothing about um, uh, being embarrassed because this is your business with God. This is your time with God. And God sees your heart and God knows where you're at. And so if that is you, you stand up right now because I want to pray. I really believe that God spoke to you specifically for you this morning because you have lived a life where you know or maybe have a head knowledge of the Spirit, but you haven't really felt Him for a while. So this morning here, I want to pray for you. So if that's you, you be upstanding right now. Yeah, it's so good. Anyone else? Don't miss this opportunity. Great. Let me pray for you, yeah? God, I pray for those who stood up because they say they want more of you. They want to experience you in a fresh way, God. They don't want to have just a head knowledge of your Spirit. They really want to enjoy your Spirit, God. They want to hear from you on a regular basis. They want you to, to prompt their hearts and tell them, God. They want to have a good relationship with you, God. So, God, you know where they're at, God, right now. You're dealing with them, God. God, speak to them. Holy Spirit, tell them what they need to do, whether it's in your word, whether it's in service, whether it's in sacrifice and suffering. God, speak to them right now, God. Lord, I pray as of this day, this is a changing moment for them. This is the turning point for them, God. God, would you do that work in their hearts, God? Thank you so much that you've spoken to us this morning. I know, God, that you love us. I know, God, that you want to move in us. And I pray, God, for these people who would stand up and say, yes, I need more of you. Yes, I need to hear you. I want to feel you. I want to experience you. God, I pray that you honor my prayer and you do that work in their lives as of this day, as of this afternoon, God, that you will speak to them. They will sense your spirit, God. And I pray for such life and joy in their walk to the day you take them home or the day you return. So God, thank you so much for this camp. Thank you so much for your word this morning. Thank you so much for reminding us how we can enjoy you. And may we be a church, Lord, that we really live and led by the Spirit. Would you help us? We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. We are upstanding right now. Let's worship. Let's end this morning with a time of praise and worship. Let's declare that our God is with us. He's a good God. Yes, Lord.